life, sex, goals, and oh, hell knows, this is Midlife Craving. Do you want to hear one of the hottest things that has ever happened to me and all without a single touch? Let's get right into it and kick this episode off with my five-minute orgasm. My five-minute orgasm is where I unload the latest shit going on in my life, and I've got some hot tales to tell. So the other day I came home from a very stressful day at work, and there was an Amazon package at my door. I didn't think anything of it, uh, but I was like, did I order something this week? I tore the package open, and to my surprise, there was a metal leash and leather collar inside. <laughs> I was like, who the, what the, who the fuck? I looked at the gift receipt and there was a message for my very good girl. And when I tell you, <laughs> my clit instantly pulsed and I was getting wet. The feel of the collar, the sound the leash made, you know, I'm taking it out of its packaging, putting it together. Holy fuck, like it was so hot and such an amazing surprise. I made a video of me trying it on, fitting it on just right. I was tugging at it a little bit while I was talking to him and thanking him. (laughs) You know, I have never experienced collar play, but I am definitely looking forward to it. And the fact that he surprised me with that makes me even more excited to try it. I will absolutely keep you guys posted on my next submissive adventure Just thinking about that play, it's turning me on right now. (sighs) Something else fun and sexy that I did without any actual touching was I went on a lifestyle girls trip. Okay, I haven't been on a girls trip since college. It was me and nine other lifestyle gals and God, it was like the perfect getaway that I needed. I haven't had true downtime in so long and it was really nice. I had this moment on Friday night when I was there uh, in a hammock under a million stars next to a sing-along campfire where I felt so at peace, totally relaxed. Like it was almost like overwhelming how content and just fucking happy I felt. By the way, we were in Snowshoe, West Virginia. Loved it there. We spent a ton of quality time together getting to know each other better. And that's, I feel, very important. You know, I want my relationships with the females in the lifestyle to be the strongest. We spent time working out. Also, that is like one of the things I love about lifestyle peeps. They are all very active. They love to work out and stay fit. <laughs> uh, what else did we do? We made dinner, drank lots of beers, and we just had the best time. We also had a lot of hot tub time with even hotter conversation. Oh, dancing on the deck. God, lots of stuff is all popping in my head. You know, I don't want to kiss and tell everything. But one of the highlights for me was we were going around the hot tub answering hot questions and sharing sex tips from blowjobs and hand jobs and everything else in between. Uh, and we were all learning from each other and sharing experiences It was like a just the tip segment on steroids and so much fun. I want to note too, there's something really to be said for how incredibly free and accepted I feel with my lifestyle friends. It's a different level of understanding and the ability to be me, all of me, you know, wild and crazy Adrian (laughs) and without zero fear of judgment or shaming. I also have that song stuck in my head, West Virginia, (laughs) Mountain Mama. (laughs) I really love Snowshoe. It was so much fun. I can't wait to go back. 
All right, let's wrap up this five-minute orgasm with something I think is very important to talk about, and that is safe sex. Uh, This is your friendly reminder, guys and gals. Be sure you're always practicing safe sex and getting tested. Uh, I had my annual this last week, and of course, I got a full screen. I actually like to get tested quarterly. Um, and I know a lot of anxiety and stress comes along with doctor's visits, you know, especially the whole gyno experience, STD screenings, et cetera, but it is so vital, especially for those of you like me who have multiple partners, Mm, even better if they're all at the same time, (laughs) but for real, get tested and always stay safe. Another thing I learned from my gynecologist is that the Mirena IUD has been approved for seven years. And that's big news for me because getting my last one put in was uh, barbaric. That might be an understatement. So to know that I have until 2027, I'm good. I got five more years. Yes. (laughs) Okay, Cravers. And my new listeners, because I know many of you are new here to listen to my next guest. Before I bring her on, I want to say a few things. I started this show with the intention to normalize and speak out about this crazy phase of life. I see so many of my friends, family, coworkers, and hell, complete strangers going through monumental shifts in their 40s and 50s, and I want to fucking talk about it. I'm talking relationships, you know, empty nesters, and those thinking, now what? Divorce, death, rejection, dating... (laughs) People who are making complete 180s in their careers. I'm talking people who are giving less fucks and wondering, is this it? Like, is this my life? I'm running out of time. You know, I got to make changes. (laughs) I want to share and talk about it all. The good, the bad, and the ugly, because that's real life shit. I don't know about you, but midlife is really feeling to me like my 20s when I was getting out of college and thinking, what the fuck do I want to be when I grow up? And here I am at the age of 40, and I still don't know. (laughs) It's a place where you really start to realize your mortality and that urge to really start living life to the fullest. You know, you stop giving a shit what people think about you and you start truly figuring out life and your own personal happiness in a real and authentic way. I'm sitting here thinking it reminds me of that Pink Floyd song. We're just two lost souls swimming in a fish bowl. (laughs) No more singing the rest of the episode, I swear to God. But in reality, you know, it's a big old wide ass ocean out here and we're all treading, you know, keeping our heads above water and surviving the best that we can. My guest today is controversial on TikTok. To be honest, I really didn't realize just how controversial she is. And it's been a bit alarming to me. I posted over on my Instagram page last week that we recorded and I was bringing her on God, the immediate hate, shaming, and downright bullying threats I was receiving was out of bounds. I got messages like, if you give her attention on your show, then you're going down. You know, do not give her a platform if you wish to be successful. There's so much more, and it's not even worth repeating it. I don't want to bring more attention to this than I have to, but I feel it's important to say that if you know me in real life or even through my show, I'm allergic to drama. And I absolutely positively do not tolerate bullying. I reached out to her to be on my show because I love how real she is and how she encourages sex positivity. I also, I don't judge, criticize, or shame others, even when they make mistakes. 
Of course, I had heard some of the recent events going on in her life, and I said to her from the very first email that I have zero intentions to discuss any of that. I really just wanted to learn about her experiences in the lifestyle and talk all the sex-positive talk. If you're here for drama or tea, you're going to be sorely disappointed. One last comment I want to say. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to make mistakes. We fuck up. We do. (laughs) And shit happens. We're all just out here living and learning. If you listen to my show since the beginning, (laughs) Christ, you know that I have made my fair share of dumbass decision making. (laughs) I swear, I love learning the hard way. Mm, Hard. (laughs) You know I like it hard. But seriously, no one is perfect and someone will always have something to say. I think Uncle Mo said in one of my earlier episodes, if you could walk on water, people would say it's because you can't swim. I get my own fair share of judgment, criticism, and shame for this show and the way that I live my life. (laughs) It's a lot to bravely share your life online or on a podcast. I mean, fuck, the moms at my daughter's school, they won't even look at me. But I must say, if you are someone who is consumed with hate for others, someone who is giving so much attention to others, for whom you have no control over, by the way, (laughs) you know, those that put so much negativity out into the world... How are you doing? Seriously, uh, I'm a big believer that what you put out into the universe, you're going to get back. And I think it's really important to acknowledge all of that energy. I choose to live my life as positively as I can. And yes, I have made mistakes in the past. Epic ones, (laughs) in fact. But I try to learn from them, grow from them, and I aim to do the next best and hopefully right thing that I can. My show is a diary of my journey. And as imperfect as I am, I am proud of the way that I am moving forward. And I hope everyone listening right now feels the same confidently about themselves. Cravers, Christina, the OG of Swing Talk is in the house. Christina, welcome to the show. Hi, welcome. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're so welcome. You know, I found you on TikTok a year ago, maybe a little more. I don't remember when, but I remember you were in your kitchen and you're famous on there for going live. You know, like that's your thing. Mm -hmm. If you can, if you can stay live. (laughs) Right. If I can keep an account. (laughs) Right. I was going to ask you, how many accounts have you had, Christina? Um, you know, I lost count, honestly, after about my 25th account, I lost count, to be honest. And that's just TikTok. Yeah, I know. Snapchat is about 100 now. But yeah, it's crazy. Wait, Snapchat banned you? Oh, yeah, uh, over 100 times. I had to get eight (laughs) new cell phones this year for new IP addresses. Because I have a group of people that literally try to get me banned from Snapchat. It's crazy. It's very insane. But wow, I didn't know Snapchat banned. Oh, they do. And Instagram. And, oh, yeah, um, I know. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons why I'm so excited to have you on the show is because you are sex positive. You are an open swinger out there in the wild, and you're always keeping it real, even when it goes wrong. So, like, one of the things I really want to learn about you is your progression into the lifestyle. I'm always fascinated with how people become swingers or they enter into ethical, non monogamous relationships. So, how did you become a swinger? <laughs> What's your story? Yeah. So, so, uh, I mean, it all started honestly, like when my husband and I first got together, uh, almost 18 years ago now, um, the, one of the things that really attracted him to me was that I was very bisexual. And I mean, I would go like make out, I was 21, right. I, I would go make out with women 
all over the dance floor, just especially, you know, the more drinks I get, the more inappropriate I get. And so my husband, that really drew him to me. So actually when we first hooked up, um, he had never had a threesome with me, you know, him and two other girls. And when I was in high school, me and my friend, I went to the Christian school. She went to the Catholic school and our goal, cause that's my, I first became bisexual with my friend. Anyways, our goal was like, go fill boys as like fantasies. Right. And like give them a threesome with two girls and one guy. So when my husband at the time who I just met, wasn't even my boyfriend said he had never had that. I was like, well, we need to do that. So we did it. I didn't even know what swingers were back then. I didn't mm -hmm. know what a unicorn was. I didn't know what any of that even meant. I just knew that I liked hooking up with girls and having a guy come in and join. So fast forward to, you know, probably about 14 years later and, you know, two kids and careers and everything else. And, and my husband, you know, is constantly wanting to have threesomes, which I get it. I wanted to have them too. I was all about that. But then I got to the point where I was like, well, you know what? I think maybe like, I get it that you want to have threesomes and stuff, but what if I want like another guy too? Like it's okay for you to be with another woman and me, which is fine and I love it. But I think, you know, I might want a little bit of the men too. And maybe those people in our town that we lived, those swingers that we know about who are very successful in like every aspect of their life, maybe like we should like think like, like just find out what they're doing, not ask them, but just find out. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you know what? You're, you're fucking right. You're absolutely right. And you do deserve that. And, and which I was so happy that he took it that way and not like you want other guys, you know? And that's right. what the swinger lifestyle was all about for us. It's like, what's good for one is good for all. Like, um, at the time, I didn't know any of this. I didn't know that, like, what I was doing was actually the right thing, just communicating in a healthy way. So my husband immediately jumped into, let's research it, because we're not going to ask those guys in the town where we used to live about it, because we don't want anybody to know right. about us, you know. So he, like, made us, like, read books and research it, and after months of really knowing what we were getting into, we decided to sign up for uh, an account on a swinger app. It's like a dating app for swingers. So, what app is that? So it's actually called Three Fun, and, and I do have an affiliate link for that app. I forgot, um, and I'll have to give that to you for the end of the show notes, but it's called Three Fun, and it's a dating app for swingers. Now, we live in the metro Detroit area, so it's really um, popping around there. Uh, I have heard some people that like live in other areas, like down south, or just in more remote areas. It's not the greatest, so SLS would be the best or SBC. But three fun. We didn't even have an SLS. We we started with three fun, um, and just met couples there, and it was really really cool. So, mm. so yeah. three fun. I've heard of SLS before. What's the other one? So there's SBC, which is like for people down south. So that's SBC.com. SLS is like really, I think SLS is everywhere, but I know SBC is really for like the Southeast of the country. Hmm. Um, and then there's Cat City, which I heard is like out West. Um, and then of course, SLS is just everywhere. But I love Three Fun because it's an actual dating app. Whereas SLS is like where you can go book parties and SBC is the same. You can meet people, look at their profiles, but you go book parties, there's so much more. Yeah. And Three Fun is, is like a swinger. It's like Tinder for swingers. So you like hmm. swipe which was really cool because we had never been on dating apps because we've been together since 2002. You know what I right. mean? They didn't have dating apps back then. So I'm a unicorn. <laughs> Can unicorns go uh -huh. on that? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Unicorns and bulls. Okay. Lots of people meet that way. 
and you just go put in your preferences and it's just so cool. It's just swipe and heart if you like them and X if you don't like them. And obviously you have to do the paid thing, just like on Tinder, you have to pay for it. You right. can do it for free, but you can't message people. And, but it's really, really fucking cool. So that's how we started was on three fun. So tell me about yeah, your and just going out on dates. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about your first experience. I love to hear what people's first experience was. Mine was a huge lifestyle party. <laughs> Oh, no, I like to I dive it. in with both feet. <laughs> right. And usually I am like that. So if it hadn't been for my husband being so like calculated about like wanting to research things, that would be me. Cause one of my friends who's a swinger, her first experience was getting gang banged at a fucking hotel takeover by five guys while her <laughs> husband who's a cuck watched and loved it. And I'm like, Oh my God. And she's like this shy, like girl next door. I'm like, nice how I'm like the loud, like whore. And and I start off slow and you're a little shy girl next door and you get to go get gangbanged. Like I was wow. so jealous, but, but yeah. So, but our first experience, honestly, it was just, um, talking to people just virtually. So you'd meet on three fun, you could talk on three fun and then you can move it over to the kick app. That's what a lot of swingers do. Mm -hmm. So we talked to a few different couples, just talk to them. And then we realized real quick, like what we liked, what we didn't like. And so then our first actual experience was going and meeting a couple for dinner. And this was after we had talked to this couple for, I don't know, three weeks. And at this time we were newbies. So we were really just taking it slow and trying to find out what we liked. The later on in the progression of our swinger lifestyle, we didn't take three weeks to meet people. Sometimes you do, but like, but, um, so yeah, we just went out on a date and it was the most, like, it was just the most exciting date I think I've ever been on in my life. And you it guys all really hit it cool. off because that's that elusive connection between four no. people. Oh, okay. No. So we kind of knew before the date, cause like, you know, as being in a lifestyle, you know how it is it's, to find a four way connection mm. is, is very rare to mm. be honest. Very. Um, there's always, right. And there's always like, there's ways that other, you know, you can connect, like maybe the husband and the other wife aren't connecting, but they do connect on this level. So like, it's not that just because it's not this four-way perfect connection that, you know, it's still fun and amazing and wonderful, but um, we connected enough to want to meet them and possibly have sex with them. You know what I mean? But we wanted to meet them first. Um, but um, yeah, it wasn't, we all like made out like after the dinner date, like we all went out to the parking lot and mm -hmm. the husband and I were really into each other. And we just had this really sexy, steamy, like makeout sesh where I was wearing a jean skirt and he's like grabbing my ass under my skirt in the parking lot. And uh, my husband and his wife, they did kiss and make out, but um, it wasn't like that. And so, but my husband seeing that, I thought it would bother him. And he's like, actually, it was kind of hot. Like, you know, and I yeah. over here making out with his hot wife. And so we were just on a high the whole ride home, which was about an hour ride home. It was it was insane. That is something so. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about is yeah. not only is it the act of, you know, swinging and, you know, sharing with others, but it's like how fucking hot it is when you're like, do oh, you remember? Yeah. And then you have even hotter exactly. and better sex than that later that night or the 100. next morning. Yes. Oh yeah. And, and, and in our seven. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna, it's funny for me as a unicorn, because I go to these things and I'm by myself and I'm like, Angela, Right, right, exactly. Breaking out toys oh, and bet. shit because I'm like, fuck, I'm horny. And so, right. yeah, I'm looking forward to having a primary partner in the lifestyle, which will be a whole new world for me uh, because I'm single. But, yeah, yes. they don't talk about that. Yes. That hotness, man, it fires oh, you yeah. up. That is incredible Dude. foreplay. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. And I'm telling you, out of the 17 years, um, you know, that we were married or that we were together, 
the, the last two and a half years is when we were swingers. And obviously, you know, I'm not married anymore and I'm single now. And hey, let's go be unicorns together at a yeah. party. I'll be your side chick. We'll go, you know what I mean? Hell, oh my Anyways, God. That, <laughs> that would be a blast. <laughs> but um, the best that, and we always had great sex, but the best sex of our lives was the last was during the swinger. And it was like just recalling those while those little pillow talks that we would have, Oh, remember when so-and-so did this to you and remember when you guys did this, and, you know, just, it, it's very, very sexy. Yes. Because one of the things that's really fun and exciting about being, you know, in the lifestyle is that you get to experience different you know, different strokes for different folks. And so it's like, yep. I love, I'm, I'm like a cum slut. I love cum. And like some yes, women don't too. like, Ugh. Exactly. <laughs> yes. some um, women are like, ew, even in the lifestyle, some women are like, Oh my God. I'm like, bitch, put that all up over my face. Like, I know. Oh I, I'm always like, so it's funny. I talk about the Mason jism line. <laughs> it's like uh-huh, Women this? will not allow cum like above their tits. Right. And I'm like <laughs> anywhere, but the eyes. And if you really have right. like a fetish with coming on my eyes, then I can just put some right. glasses on. <laughs> Right. Anyway, oh, but it's nice because like guys can experience different. Uh, sorry, I was. Th- guys can experience different things. Women can experience yeah. different things. That's one of the most. That's one of the most funnest things about being lifestyle for me. Oh, it's it different really flavors. Hmm. It, it really is. I can't even go to a strip club anymore because I'm like, this is the most boring. I almost got kicked out of a strip club because I wanted to like dance. Yeah, and they're like, play. I'm like oh my god. I can't even go to a strip club. I'm like, this is like a rated PG movie. And I'm used to like a fucking swinger party, which is like the most amazing party I've ever been to in my life. It's it's weird. You know, Christina, that's something else I feel like people don't talk about is so I have an incredible group of friends and um, I hang out with them often, right? Because that's where I feel free. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel most accepted, right. you know, sex positive people. Those are my people. And like, I think about when I went to somebody, it was a surprise birthday party and I was there. It was like after hanging out with lifestyle friends for weeks and weeks. And all of a sudden I went Mm -hmm. to this like surprise birthday party and I was like, you guys are so fucking boring. (laughs) Seriously. I can't even hang out with my vanilla friends anymore. The ones I have left after all this. It's like, oh my God, I just want to be around. And, And that's where people don't understand. Like, just because these are our lifestyle friends, we're not fucking all of them. Like they're just our friends. Like I just right. genuinely people that I would never ever have sex with in the lifestyle. I love to hang out with. Still. Yep. Just because I won't have sex with them. That don't mean shit. Like, yeah, it's because we're fully just, accepted cool for people. who we are exactly. and we're not judged. Yeah. I love that. They, nobody yep. is around yucking someone else's yum. And I really love that about exactly. the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, so let me too. ask you a question. Did you jump in full swap or did you start with soft swap and then progress to full swap? No. Most so people. we knew we wanted to do full swap right away just because we had had threesomes. I like to watch my husband have sex with other women. Like, and, and so we knew that it wasn't going to be like, you know, he still wanted to continue to have sex with other women. So I'm like, there is going to be a dick up in this pussy. And I'm just letting you know that, like, I, I didn't say it like that, but you know, you know what I meant. That's how I talk like, too. So, <laughs> yes, but you know what I meant. And of course, if he wanted to start soft swap, I would have said, oh, that's totally fine. But then we're going to not be fucking unicorns anymore. So. And at that time, when we first started swinging, I didn't even know what, that a unicorn was called a unicorn. I didn't know that we, what we had been doing was was swinging for the last 17 years. And it's not that we did it often, but we did do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that the other woman was called a unicorn. We didn't know none of that until we started researching swinging. And I'm like, right. oh, my God, we've been swingers our whole relationship. Yes. <laughs> and I never even knew it. But, yeah. It is but crazy, so, no, all the started, terms and stuff. It is. It is. It is. It is. But yeah, we knew we wanted full swap um, and we really only wanted full swap couples. 
Um, mm -hmm. But then quickly you learn in the lifestyle just from experiences like, yeah, we do want full swap couples, but then sometimes we had soft swaps because other couples that we were interested in, they were only soft swap and that ended up being really fun too. I agree um, with we you so on against that. It. Right. And we were so against it. Like the first year and a half of swinging, um, we were like, no, 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 we only want full swap. And there's a whole experience. There's a, there's a whole thing, reason why we said that, but, um, and then when we had a soft swap for the first time, we were like, wait a minute, just like I used to always say, I only want another bi wife. Like, I don't want to find a straight wife. I want a bi wife because I'm very bi. Mm -hmm. Well, then one time we found somebody that didn't have a bi wife and it was one of the best sexual experiences I've ever had. Yeah. So like, it's just crazy. Like how you, you just have to be open and not like, you have to be flexible with your boundaries and what you're looking for. It's so funny. I was with, I went on a, uh, lifestyle girls weekend last weekend. It was so amazingly fun. And of course everyone's like, Oh God, you know, what did you do? And I'm like, you know, we can hang out <laughs> and be vanilla. Right. Like, you know, not everything. That's like the biggest right. misconception is that everything revolves around sex. Like I like to build genuine yeah. relationships and the women are amazing in this yeah. group. And uh -huh. I was funny. I was talking about soft swap and they were like, there's something to be said for that soft swap experience with another couple. Mm -hmm. And then you get to finish with your partner. And oh, yeah. you don't have to mess with like and worry about like, you know, full sex is a whole different ball game with, you know, condoms and lube right. and all kinds of other stuff. And um, right. they it's not working. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> the, yeah. I mean, that's the ladies I was uh, riding on a ski lift with. Uh, they were like, we like soft swap and then finish with each other. So that's like a whole right. other. Yeah. Yep. It is. And it's fucking hot. It's it hot is so hot. Yes. It, it, yep. It really all is. It is. Sure. Okay. So you were sharing right. I knew as I knew you would like off the bat, like openly, you know, bravely putting it all out there. And I want to talk about one thing really quick because, you know, you yeah. share your life online, very similar to me. Um, yeah. I do it less on social media. I share more here on my show, but yep. you share it all the good, the bad and the ugly. And, you know, yeah. I talk a lot about on my show, you know, I get my fair share of hate and criticism, but Christina, your, mm -hmm. your haters uh -huh. are next level. And I just want to ask you, because I feel like I just want to know, because you're a real person too. And I think people forget right. that. And they forget it with me as well. Uh, I get massive shame because I have a, you know, a young daughter. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, what does her school think? And what are you going to do when she, you know, whatever, you know the deal. Oh, yeah, but I get it. For I sure. want to ask you, you know, how, how are you doing with dealing with that? Yeah. So, you know, it is difficult. And obviously I expected, you know, to have this come with hate. Um, but what I do to help keep me grounded is I remember for every hater, there's like 10 people that this is changing their lives, 10 people that they don't have to feel like they're fucked up because they, you know, have this sexual desire that's not wrong. Um, maybe could be even saving marriages, could be a husband and a wife have always wanted to do something like this and they didn't even know about it until they watched me on TikTok. And now they're like, wow, we can do this and it's okay. It's We're not sinners because I'm a Christian swinger. Like I'm a bisexual Christian swinger who has an OnlyFans account and I send, you know, sell porn of myself on the internet. And people just are mind blown by that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just the least judgmental person you'll ever meet in your life. And I don't care who you are, what you are, but yeah, it, it is difficult to deal with the hate. And there are days that, you know, it, it really gets me down, but it's those emails that I read from my followers 
um, that keep me like from people that actually love me and tell me how much I've changed their life. I've saved their life. Cause you know, I do talk about mental health stuff too. So that stuff keeps me going. And honestly, my daughters, you know, I have an 18 year old and an almost 16 year old and I've right, raised them to just be very open and accepting and not judgmental. And, and they're just like, mom, we don't judge you for this. So who cares? We think that you're a great mom. You're doing what you got to do. And who cares what the world thinks? Let's talk about that really quick, because the very first thing that haters say to me is you're a bad mom and it's not. And you know, the worst part is, is it's not the men that are following me. It's the ladies. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, how can you like, it's really brutal to say that, especially because listen, you only see, and I talk about this all the time on my show. You see the highlight Mm -hmm. reel, you see, you know, the worst of the worst and the best of the best. You don't see me every day being a mom. You don't see how hard, like, and I always talk a lot about how, you know, my daughter is my number one priority in life. Um, it's funny. Someone asked me to, he's, he's going to be listening. He's going to be like, I can't believe you mentioned this, but this guy was like, Hey, come to Nashville next weekend. And I was like, I can't, you know, it's my, it's my weekend with my daughter and I don't get babysitters and I don't change weekends for any, you know, my time with her is my time with her. And so people don't see that though. You know, they see the crazy girl going to a swinger party and the sex crazed sex toy girl. And yeah, so it's rough. Same with me, like with OnlyFans, it's like sex workers, you know, it's like, I make my money legally just like the rest of you, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it pays, it's going to pay for my daughter to go to college without getting student loans. So I really don't give a fuck what you think. So if my titties are going to put my kids through college, then let them do it. You know what I mean? Like no judgment for me. <laughs> right, of course. I know that. That's why I love you. But yeah, I just have to remember what's important and not let the hate get to me and, and not even give it a heart, yeah. you know, and just. I want to just let it roll. Yeah, I agree. And that's exactly what I do too. For every, you know, really negative and hurtful DM that I get, there's 10 Mm -hmm. others of really, I should screenshot and send you some of like women who are like, thank you, you know, for talking to me about this. And I've always wanted to talk to my husband about this and thank you for, you know, giving me the confidence to do so. And that makes my day. It does. It really, really does. That's what keeps me going Mm -hmm. for sure. I want to touch on one thing really quick about children, because that is where people like to go. You know, what do your kids think about this? And you're such a bad mom. My daughter is nine. um, And what I like to tell people is, you know, I'm not going to pretend like the world is all rainbows and butterflies, right? Uh, I'm also not going to set her up like my parents did to not know what anything Mm -hmm. was. And then when I went to a party with my friends and some guys dropping his pants around his ankles and I'm like, oh my God, like I was blindsided and he was like, put this in your mouth. I mean, that happened to me when I was 13 years old. And of course I was at a hotel party, you know, bad kid fucking up, but and I didn't I know. And so like, right. We didn't know. Yeah. Didn't Nobody talked about that, that kind of stuff. And I, of no. course I'm not sharing details. My daughter doesn't know any of that right. stuff. And of course I'm very, exactly. but I'm also keeping it real. Like she asked me about, right. but we can go on and on and on here, but people just are so quick to judge and assume and mm-hmm. criticize about what kind of parent we are. And it's like, you don't see me, you don't know me. So I would like exactly. for anyone listening to this to know, um, you know, you can judge and shame all you want, but you really don't know. You don't. And my daughter is extremely happy and she is a confident, sweet, amazing child. And I'm so fucking proud of her. And one day when she comes to me and asks me about sex, I'll give her the high level cliff note version of it. I'm not going to pretend like birds and bees, right? Like, or a stork comes out of the fucking sky. So anyway, all right, we harped on that enough. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Oh, so, you know, and, and talking about, you know, coming out, like a lot of people in the lifestyle, they 
aren't out. And actually they've asked me about my experience and it's easier for me as a single girl, right? Because I'm not a cheater. Like that's the first thing. Right. Right. But I tell them, Christina, I'm like, don't come out. It's just not worth Mm -hmm. it because once you do, Mm -hmm. you just lose. So I wanted to ask you like, what, what has been your experience? Cause you're so confident and out there as a swinger. I mean, it's hard. It's been difficult. So it is really hard. And so you have to be ready to lose everything. And I was already at the point in my life before I came out as a swinger. So um, about a year prior, we had moved away from all of our family, all of our friends, because they were just toxic in our life. Mm-hmm. We owned a business. We sold the business. We jumped right off the edge because we felt like whether you believe in God or the universe, whatever, was guiding us to do that. So we got away from all of our toxic family and friends. And through that time, I watched my life just change. And I was like, I don't need these fucking people in my life because then I bring them back in and then it's more drama and more bullshit and this and that. So I was already kind of to the point where I was like, I'm not living for anybody except for myself, my husband and my children. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and of course my wallet, you know, let's make that money. Um, and, and in order to do that, I had to get away from those people. So when I came out on TikTok, I knew that my family was going to see it. Um, I knew that my mom would accept it and that my brother would accept it. I already knew that they would. Mm -hmm. Um, so I told them before I even came out and my mom, they already knew that we had threesomes, but they didn't know that we were full on couple swapping for the last year. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they were totally fine with it, but everybody else, like literally my husband's family, everybody, they saw it, they were disgusted by it. Mm -hmm. Um, they just couldn't believe us. They, they thought that I, that we needed an intervention. We must be on drugs, drunk. They thought the children needed to be taken out of the house. My grandma, her fucking church in Atlanta, like they got a whole group like to come and try to get me banned off TikTok and call CPS and CPS. I'm still not, I've still never heard from them because, you know, but that, and, and so that was what, so when I came out as a swinger on TikTok, it was because I was sick of living in the shadows of people not knowing who we were, but it was to show people, I want to show people like we're normal ass fucking people that live in the suburbs. Um, and we're swingers and it's okay. We have healthy, great kids and it's okay. Um, and, and so I think that I, I hopefully did show that a little bit. Oops, sorry. I'm dropping something, but, um, it was hard because we did, we lost my dad basically told us he wanted nothing to do with us anymore. My dad was a really, really, uh, you know, important person in my life, mm. but at the same time, it also felt so good to you just know, it's liberating and chest. Yeah. You have losses at the same time. What about your friends? Yeah. yeah, We lost a lot of friends. So Mm -hmm. like stuff that we would always get invited to every year, like summer trips or going tubing or, you know, a certain party that our friend group would have every single year at the same time we didn't get invited to. It was almost like, you know, these people thought that we were going to want to fuck them, which we didn't. First thing that we learned when we started reading these books is you don't swing with your vanilla friends. You don't even try to convince your villain. You meet other swingers through swinger apps or swinger parties or swinger websites. You don't meet, you don't go to your vanilla friends and say, Oh, can, you want to swap? No, right. it doesn't work that way. Right. So, so we started getting, you know, and it was like, fuck it. Those weren't really our friends anyway. So I was already willing to lose everything. Cause I didn't mm. give a fuck about most of those people in my life. So you really have to be at that point where you're willing to lose all of that because people will judge you. But I'm hoping through this swing talk, uh, movement that we have started back in 2021. I'm hoping that every year it will be more and more accepted. So people didn't have to lose their friends and family, which right. side note, it's fucked up. So I, you know, I don't, I know this podcast is not about this, but okay. 10 years prior, back in 2011, I actually had an affair on my husband 
I was very open and honest with him about it. We, we worked through it, but my friends literally knew about it, would have hid it from my husband forever. Um, literally, we still would talk about it. They would invite the people I had an affair with to these parties where we would all be at. Like, no, and I'm just like, okay, so you supported me having an affair, but now that I want to be a swinger and we're completely open and honest, we very much so communicate with everything. Now you don't like me. Okay. That makes no sense to me. I can't seem to understand that either. And by the way, I'm, yeah. I am guilty of cheating and I've been cheated on. Um, and if you yeah. think that you haven't or that you like, people are right. so quick to judge about that. And I would, uh, right. I mean, I would wonder what the percentage is if the truth was really out there of how many people actually oh, cheat, but that's a whole nother, 70. that's a right. whole nother exactly. episode. <laughs> Exactly. But you're right. And one of the things that I haven't dealt with yet, because I am a unicorn, I'm, I've been a single female in the lifestyle for almost a year now. And I haven't had to deal with like another partner. So I think about that when I do finally, yeah. do, you know, settle down and get a partner, people are going to be like, do you, are you cheating? That's cheating. And I wonder what kind of judgment and criticism I'm going to get for that. I'm sure it'll be a lot, but right. I oh, can't yeah. go back. Get yeah. The cheating thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's just, it's just people judge what they don't know. And I have to remember that people judge what they don't understand. And just as I judge these people that judge me, because I don't understand how they could have such a closed mind. So I actually judge them too, because I don't understand them. So just remembering that people are always going to judge what they don't understand. But as long as we can continue just to shed, um, you know, share our real life stories and, and show these people that, you know, this, we're just, we're not fucked up crazy people just because we, we, you know, don't want to be monogamous. Like right. it's okay. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. If someone asked you, you know, should we come out as singers? Would you tell them no too? I wouldn't, I would tell them, you know, I would say, just take, go with your gut. Mm-hmm. I would tell them what, be willing to lose everything just like I did. But I'm happy that I came out because it was like, I always had to like, always had to be like, you know, when we were around our vanilla friends or when we were around our family, knowing that like, so family Sunday dinners, knowing that we were just with swingers last night or had a swinger party or on a swinger date. And then here we are at church with my family on Sunday, acting like we didn't do shit last night. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so freeing not having to hide who you are. It's I so almost true. compare it to as like when I came out as bisexual when I was, you know, 17, 18 years old to my dad, who I grew up in a Christian church. My dad is crazy Republican, Christian, all that. And I came out to him and it was very freeing. And yes, he hated me and he took me to this fucking place where they tried to pray the gay out of me. Didn't work. But you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. yeah. But but it was freeing. So I almost look at it like coming out of the closet. Like you just so much weight lifted off your shoulders. I agree. Um, so, I do agree with that. It does feel very it is, liberating. It comes with hate. It, yep. it is liberating. So if these people are strong enough mentally to handle all that it comes with, it can really be life-changing, but you have to really be a strong person mentally to handle all the criticism that you're going to get. Cannot agree more. All right. So Christina, all of this talk about the lifestyle, uh, I want to ask you, because I do also like to learn from other people in the lifestyle, you know, what do's and don'ts, because I feel like even in my just one year of experience, I have learned so much and I'm constantly learning and I love to learn from others. So I have a few do's and don'ts and I want to know what your do's and don'ts are for being in the lifestyle. Okay. So my do's do get educated before you even think about getting into the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if you're a single woman, single man, um, definitely as a couple, know 
a little bit. And just because you get educated doesn't mean you're going to know shit because you still need that experience. But know what you're getting into. Read a book. Listen to a podcast like this one. Whatever. Um, and then other do's are do communicate with your partner. Communication is key mm -hmm. um you have to and they you know studies show that people that are in ethically non-monogamous relationships are actually the best communicators on the planet agree um, so i've seen communication it. yep communication is key don't hold anything back because this is not a lifestyle that you hold things back if you think that guy is hot you tell your husband i think that guy is hot like you know what i mean and, and vice versa just mm -hmm. don't hold anything back and then do Always use protection, of course. Love that's that. Just a yes. no -brainer. Yep, yes. That's just a no-brainer. Yeah, that's just a no-brainer. And then um, do look for red flags because trust me, there are still people in the lifestyle who don't communicate, who mm -hmm. are not open and honest with their spouse. Mm -hmm. There are guys that, you know, will will still lie to their wife. Like I always say, if you're a cheater and you're a swinger, you're a fucked up person. Like, yeah, I'm a cheater. So I can talk, that's a whole nother level of fucked up though. When you're a swinger and a cheater, fucked up because you don't need to cheat when you swing right you know what i mean and right. you can cheat when you swing if you're dishonest with your spouse and you're not telling them things that is cheating mm -hmm. swinger or not period mm -hmm. so um and then my don'ts would be um don't again ignore red flags huge huge thing do not ignore those red flags go with your um, gut mm -hmm. always go with your gut um don't so as far as like, honestly, on the three fun app, I, I don't talk to anybody that's not photo verified. We were catfished when we were newbie swingers. Mm. We were catfished all the time on the three fun app. Just like no any dating way. app. I feel like any dating app, which I don't know a lot about dating apps, but I know like when I've talked on TikTok live, I hear people talking about Tinder and photo verification because people will cat, there are guys and they, it's gotta be guys. Cause well, women would never do this, but that will go out there and act like they're a guy. Um, and they have a wife, but you never hear about the wife. You never see the wife and they want you to send them all your pictures. Cause as you know, with swingers, we, we, and this is what led me into OnlyFans is because I was already sending like free porn to the people we would swing with. So, right. you know, you just do that when you meet other couples, that's a very common thing. Once you get the, that comfortability, you start sharing naked pictures or sex videos or right. whatever. You want to see what you're getting into. By the way, thank you for right. sharing this stuff. People don't talk about this. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, and that's so important because you get catfish so often. Damn. So don't, mm. I don't talk to people. And then honestly, if you're not on the three fun app because it's not popular in your area and you're on SLS, SLS does have it. But I honestly will make people like in kick because a lot of swingers talk in kick, whether it's kick, if you want to do Snapchat, whatever. I will make people send me, I got to the point where I, we would make people send us live videos. Mm -hmm. um, like if we were meeting people that we were meeting outside of a party, like send me a live video, show me FaceTime. Hi, yes. I'm Kayla and this is my husband, Ron, and we're from wherever. And, and we just talked to Christine and Mark and this is really us. So here we are. It's so easy. Just to email a video. If you don't want them to have your kick or what email, me. like that's a huge, don't, don't ignore verify. the fact that people will okay. catfish you. Right. Oh, verify. Yep. And then um, another don't is don't overindulge in alcohol when you go to the swinger parties. Like so many, well, I love to have fun and party just like the rest of them. I love to drink. I love to, you know, do whatever it is to have fun at a party. And, but when I um, first was swinging, I would overindulge in the alcohol because I'd be so nervous. And then I wouldn't remember any fucking thing I did because I got too drunk and I blacked out. And then it's like, 
then later on, my husband and I wanted to go back and relive the night because that's what you do. And I was like, fuck, I don't remember anything. And so I learned very quickly. I don't, I don't want to not remember. So don't overindulge in alcohol, indulge, but don't overdo it. And it's so unattractive to like when I've seen, cause I'm very bi and I love to be with other women. And when I've seen these other women, now that I don't overindulge at the party, mm -hmm. I've seen these other drunk stumbling women who literally can't even hold their head up. And they're walk and it's just like, it's so unattractive, you know? So Christine, I can't believe that's what you said, because that is honestly my number one rookie mistake at my first party, you know, Baywatch yeah. and I, we were so fucking nervous that we did a shot of fireball uh -huh. before we got to the hotel party. And then we did a shot of fireball yep. when we got there. And then of course they're passing yep. around jello shots and it's a great idea. Cause I'm not feeling anything yet. And then all right. of a sudden, I mean, I did have incre incredible experiences and I do remember, but I talked about it on my right. show. My last experience was a little fuzzy mm -hmm. and I'm pissed because I want right. to remember every single detail and I just really you don't. Do. And so, right. yeah, that's my next party. I've even told my friends that I'm like, no drinking. Mm -hmm. I'm not drinking. No pre-gaming. Right. No pre-gaming. Right. No pre-gaming. Yep. Right. And, and it's one thing to drink and like, and I like to drink and, and but it's just, taking it slow and knowing your limits and not doing the, so I will, I just won't do the shots. I just stick to white claws when I'm at the party. And usually <laughs> I like to drink vodka and club soda. Um, or, and I love shots, but when I go to parties that are, especially in the hotel takeover where I'm going to be going all night, mm -hmm. I'll just stick to the white claw because I can drink seven white claws and not be white girl wasted. Right. Whereas <laughs> if I drink seven vodka and, and club sodas, I'm going to be blackout drunk almost. Christina, you know? <laughs> do you like high noons? I love high noons. I love high noons. Yes. The grapefruit are my favorite. The pineapple are really good too. Mm -hmm. I like peach. Yeah. Yes. I like the peach too. Yep. God, yep. that's such a good tip. And that was my number one rookie mistake with my first lifestyle experience. So definitely. Me too. Yep. With, with my first couple ones. And especially because I was so nervous. And yes. when we first started swinging, like, so I lost 90 pounds throughout the last, you know, two years. When we first started swinging, I was 220 pounds. And I was just like, nobody's going to like me. I'm so fat. Oh my God. And honestly, men, they don't give a fuck. They do not care. They do not care what you look like. So I had to overindulge because I'm like just trying to drown out the fact that, you know, You're I insecure. see other women walking right. around. Right. I see other women that are like 140 pounds walking around with perfect bodies. And, and here I am 220, but they don't give a fuck. The men don't care. Christina, like, we have that in common too. So I was uh, at my heaviest 240 pounds, which is crazy. And then in, uh -huh. when I was miserable in my marriage and when I got um, divorced and stuff, well, I started losing weight the year before I got divorced uh, uh -huh. and lost, you know, 80 pounds, got a tummy tuck. Mm -hmm. I was like, woo, mm -hmm. like, and now, you know, but, mm -hmm. but it's funny. I still, I used to have insecurities. That's one of the things I talk about now. I do not because they don't give a no. fuck. They don't. And In fact, your lifestyle is what brought that to me. Yes. And also I feel like, like, I feel like the men kind of sought me out a little bit because they're like, we like, yeah. cause I'm still curvy and I, you know, right. I'm still, you know, me I'm 180 too. pounds now. Cause I, I gained back yep. 20 and you know what? They uh -huh. like the curvy girl. They liked when they slap my they ass, do. they get a little kickback. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, so, and I'm so confident now. And I, that's one of the things that I'm really so proud of myself now. Cause I used to care and be self-conscious and they yeah. don't give a me shit. Too. Cause I had like light stretch don't. marks on my stomach and a tummy tuck scar. Yep. Girl, please. Yep. No one has said a word. They don't care. <laughs> No. no, they don't. And no. even So I have a tummy tuck now, but before this tummy tuck six months ago, you know, losing 80 pounds, 90 pounds, you got this little sack down there. Right. And I couldn't have been more confident ever in my life. I think I was more confident with my little sack and my, my saggy titties than I am now with my mommy makeover. Like, and that's <laughs> because the men 
in the so. lifestyle, literally, they don't, if I even would have made a remark about my stretch marks, they'd be like, shut the fuck up. Agreed. They'd come over and like suck them and lick them. Like nobody cares. Right. You know what I mean? I love those stretch marks. Exactly. So, so many women yeah. reach out to me on my show and they're because they talk about, as I talk a lot about confidence and uh, they're like, Adrian, how do I get there? How do I get to be so confident in the bedroom? I'm like, just let it go. That comes with age exactly. too. You're about, I'm 40. You're almost 40, aren't you? Yeah, I'm 39, almost 40. Yep. Yeah. So yep. you're just like, I don't it fucking care anymore. Age. Those buckets of fucks exactly. are so light now. I'm like, <laughs> I can care less. Exactly. All right. You're so let me share, dumb. let me share some of mine. So one okay. of my don'ts is don't ever take one for the team. Right. Yeah. So yes, I've learned that a important. lot. Yeah. From other couples sharing, but also with myself, like I had, I've, turned down one person. I had one person who was like, I'm very into you. And I just used my motherfucking words. And I said, you know, I'm not interested. And I was thinking to myself, this could be a really great experience for his wife and the partner that I was with. But I was like, I can't do it. And and I, that you should never take one for the team. (laughs) Never. (laughs) And, And speaking from experience, my husband and I have both taken one for the team. Um, and then, you know what we did later on, we used it and threw it in each other's faces. Like I took one for the team for you then. And then oh. you took one for the team for me then. And then, and then that goes into a whole place where you don't want to be because then you already took one for the team. And now I really want this dude and bitch, I took one for the team last time. So, but you don't want the wife and it goes to good point. So, yeah. You are 100% correct. Yeah. It's my do is, and this I already said it is use your motherfucking words. You have to 100. say how you feel with your 100. partner and with the prospective partner, People right? You swing with. Yes, right. you have 100%. to. 100%. Yep. And also, 100%. you have to be humble in the lifestyle and you have to be okay yeah. and confident enough for someone to turn you down and not take it personally. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. 100%. Yep. And I think, you know, the lifestyle really does bring, it does build a lot of confidence from, Fucking in your body to, you know, your ego (laughs) outside. It really does. It's, it's a good um, character building experience. No doubt. It really is. And even outside of like your body, sexual, anything, it brought me confidence and just, it's the first place I've ever been accepted in my life fully by people. And I just, I felt more accepted there than I ever did at church than I ever did with my friends, my family. So just that, that alone. And that's why like, I just crave to be around people in the lifestyle because they're just the most accepting people. I feel the same exact way. I do have very, very accepting friends. I'm so lucky to have that. And my family is also pretty fucking accepting as well. I'm very lucky, but lifestyle, there's nothing better than being around. Like I said, girls weekend, it just felt, you feel alive. You feel alive. Totally. 100%. All right. And my last do is you got to be mature. You know, adults have to be in the room and your relationship, the foundation of your relationship, if you're coming in and again, I don't have experience with that, but I have seen it. And I feel like your foundation has to be strong swinging, being in the lifestyle, ethically Mm non-monogamous relationships are not for anyone that's having issues. It will, it's not a band aid. No, it's like a couple who's like, all. we're going to have a baby to make things better. No, no, it doesn't make things better. It makes them worse. So much worse. worse. Exactly. All right. So I have some questions for you because mm-hmm. I'm dying to know. Yes. Okay. This first one okay. I'm dying to know just personally, because I love to hear about people's ex- Okay. What has been your hottest experience so far in the lifestyle? All right. So, oh God, there's so many. I know them. there's so many of them. Um, Gosh. Okay. So the hottest one. So my favorite thing, my favorite Mm -hmm. thing, which I've had this 
quite a few times. So I can't say like with one particular couple in particular, mm -hmm. I've had this quite a few times, but my favorite thing is when, um, I'm on the bottom of the bed. So I like to do same bed, same full swap, all of that. Like I want to be there. I want us all to be touching in a way. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to be on the bottom. The girl is literally, we're 69ing each other. And my husband is fucking her and her husband is fucking me. And like, I can feel her tongue and everybody's tongues and balls and <laughs> touching the vaginas. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you can. I can visualize that. that. Yes. It's, I love it. And then especially like my husband, <laughs> this is going to sound really bad when we were, obviously we're not married anymore, but when we were still married, so he would be doing it to her like that. And then I would be like, he knows I'm a cum slut. So I'm like, before you're about to come, like, and a lot of times I would let him just leave the condom on and come inside. But sometimes I want him to take it off, pull it out and come all up in my fucking mouth with her pussy, like, you know, still like in my sight. So I, I'm weird about no, certain things, but nothing's weird but, to me. Uh, uh, yeah. and I don't, like I said, I don't yuck anybody's yum. I don't shame. I don't yeah. kink shame. I don't yeah. do any of that. I love to yeah. learn and hear about it. And I feel like until yeah. you try it and say, you don't want to do it again, I'm not knocking it. Right. Uh, right. I had yeah. my first experience so, with sucking cock directly out of a pussy, uh, recently and oh. I didn't hate it. So. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's, I love that so much too, <laughs> literally. And I just love watch having people watch me. So like me and another girl, one of my favorite girls in the lifestyle, my favorite experience with her is when we were on a bed at a hotel takeover and the whole fucking party is just watching me and her just getting it on. I mean, pussies all up in each other's everything. And there's just people watching. We both start making each other squirt. And I mean, guys just standing around jacking off watching us like, dude, that <sighs> shit was hot as fuck to me. That wow. was what was making me squirt, which is watching those guys just stand there stroking their cocks, watching us. The whole party was watching us. Wow. It was, it was hot. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> See, I I'm know. more of a, co I love cocks. So I would have been like, fuck me. Like I'm more of like a, right. Yeah. Oh, we did later. We yeah. Did later. We, we went back to the room and we got lots of that. Yeah. God, they're so, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it's so fun. I know. I know. Wow. That's, oh man. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, I know, right? Right. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Do you like intimate dates, clubs, hotel takeovers, or full on parties? Like yeah. what event is your favorite event in the lifestyle? Cause I'm new. I haven't done a lot of time. Yeah. I haven't done a lot of that. Yeah. So honestly, um, I mean, I like it all. So really when we, our goal was like friends with benefits. I know I always like it all, but I'm like, I'm a swinger. I don't have a favorite anything. I like everything. Um, <laughs> But no, we do like it all, but there is something to be said about each one of them. So if you're wanting a more intimate experience with friends with benefits type thing, and you just want to be around that other couple, a date night, like going out to dinner and then getting a hotel room afterwards and all fucking until 2 a.m. I love that. Mm -hmm. Now, I also love a hotel takeover. I mean, I'm dying I, to try that. Oh my God. And where we are, the, the, the swinger club that we're members of here in Detroit he does an amazing job. Like he used to work for another really prominent swinger company that travels around the United States and sets up parties. So he just does the most amazing hotel takeovers. And that to me is just, that is so much fun, but it's a whole different level than just a date mm -hmm. night with, with another couple, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Man. Yeah. Like I, a hotel I've... takeover. I'm going to need like four days to recover from, you know what I mean? <laughs> 
no one to, I know that is so true. I it was funny. Baywatch and I, after our party or our first party or whatever, we were fucking oh. exhausted. Like the next morning, we went to breakfast together. Yes. We got two mimosas, a coffee, a huge water, and we ordered like 15 things off the menu. <laughs> Oh, that's a lit. You do. That's a like, too. Holy shit, I'm white. Too. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm like, give me the pancakes and the eggs and the biscuits and gravy. Everything. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you got to refuel. Like, can't walk. <laughs> well, you can't walk. Not just because of getting Girl. fucked all night, but because of dancing. And I made, things. yes. I made a TikTok about that. I was like, I got like dicked the fuck down okay like i seriously i am like fucked up i was so sore i I was gonna go to the gym but i was like i'm too sore (laughs) for fucking and you're right it's the dancing it's the it's it's all of it oh it's so fun i can't wait to do it again (laughs) yes i always couldn't wait either i'm like oh i'm missing it a lot right now actually (laughs) all right so what's something you can't wait to try again okay so something i can't wait to try again so um, being an OnlyFans creator, I have tried this before with other swinger couples. So I've never been the only girl in this situation, but I, so I had, um, it was us and two other couples and we were all filming for OnlyFans. So it wasn't even like filming for OnlyFans is a lot different than like an actual organic hookup where there's right. no cameras. So I want to do this without fucking cameras and without another woman around. Um, but I had, um dp going on and a dick in my mouth so all my holes are were filled they call it airtight yes they call it airtight wow and and i've always wanted to be the only woman i've never had that so i want to do it without other women around just me Mm -hmm. and then of course you know just that that was fun so yeah it's funny you mentioned that because one of my biggest fantasies is mmfm same thing yes right (laughs) Um, exactly christina i know my cravers are dying how do they get how do they get to your OnlyFans? what's your handle yeah, so my handle is um, TikTok Girl underscore Christina. It's K R Y S T I N A, um, and of course, I'm sure you'll have that somewhere. Uh, you can also email me at TikTokGirl.Christina at Gmail, and I can just send you the link. Um, so yeah. Okay, I just know they're listening. Fans. I know my listeners, and they're yeah. probably like, "What yeah. the fuck is her OnlyFans?" Because they beg oh, me yeah, to do it all good. the time, but I can't because of work. Yeah. And so there you right. go, guys. Look. <laughs> Pipping you yeah, out. Come follow me. Yeah. I will fill all your fantasies through the DMs. <laughs> all right. So here's here's something I really want to know. What's something you won't do again? Something I won't do again is be polyamorous. <laughs> That's a whole other story. That's a whole other podcast. I feel like I need to just drop the mic yeah. now. Just like. <laughs> just I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm never gonna do that again. Okay. Um, but. As, as far as like sexual stuff goes, let's see, yeah. something I won't do again. There's not much because mm-hmm. I love it all so much. Um, be okay. Here's a good one. Here's a good one because it, and this is there is something to majorly be said about this. I will never again be with another girl who's not really bi. Now, I you know I'm very very vocal about women in the lifestyle who have to act like they're bi just so to be accepted. That is a very common thing. And I want that to end. That's what I'm using my platform for on TikTok. Like if you're not bi, it's okay. You don't have to be bi. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what I mean? Like so many women feel like they have to be bi. And I can't tell you how many times. And that's what one of the things I would really look for is a bi wife, right? Because not only did I want your husband's dick, but I want your pussy too, like both. And so many times these women, I can just tell from kissing them that they're not really bi. And to me, who is a true bi woman who I love pussy Mm -hmm. um 
to me, it was just such a turnoff. You know what I mean? Right. So, it's, it's the lack of enthusiasm I, for you. I can see it, that. It, it, and you can mm-hmm. just feel it. You can feel it in their kit. And the, when we first were newbie swingers, I would just be like, fuck it. I don't care. I just want your husband's dick. So if you want to be fake by whatever, at least I get a new dick. Right. Um, but then the, mo- the more I got into it, I'm like, okay, the new dick wears off. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I just, I only want a woman who wants me as bad as I want her, like who literally loves the taste of my pussy. Mm. Like, I don't want a woman. And a lot of, so many women are like, oh, you can eat my pussy, but I'm not going to eat yours. Uh Uh-uh, I'm doing that shit. We're going to be eating each other's pussy and making each other squirt and sucking the shit out of each other. But you know what I mean? Oh, girl. So, (laughs) yeah. And there are many women in the lifestyle who are bi, but but it's the ones that aren't. I want them to stop feeling like they have to say that they are. But so that's probably what I would never do again. It's funny yeah. because I have slowly, I was going to, one of the questions I was going to ask you is how did you progress to be, but I didn't know you were, you knew you were bi at a very young age, right? So yeah, I am someone, I'm very situational. Uh, I kissed a girl for uh-huh. the first time last year, right? Uh-huh. Like, oh, that's um, awesome. uh-huh. and I've progressed. Okay. Like I've made yep. out with a lot of different girls, but I haven't uh-huh. done any pussy play. I do have a friend that wants yep. to fuck me with her strap on. I have another friend oh, nice. who wants to do a double and a dildo and I'm open. Right. Uh-huh. But I don't right, see right. myself and I'm very vocal about this. I'm like, I don't see myself uh-huh. going down on you. Uh, it's, right. I, it will and not be reciprocated. Yes. I'm like, listen, I'm for you for being like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even I don't more women like that. I don't want, but I can see what you're saying. Like, I feel like, like it's again, it's taken one for the team almost. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It 100%. Yep. yep. For sure. So there's a lot of people in the lifestyle who are bi-situational, just mm-hmm. like you, a lot of women in the lifestyle who are bi-situational. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that it's great that they find each other to hook up with because it's like, okay, maybe they just want to do a little bit of kissing and then want to just fuck each other's husbands. And, and that's great. And that's totally fine. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with being bi-situational at all. And I um, love the openness and the acceptance of that, right? That's why I love the lifestyle right. because, and I am passionate. Me I do too. like kissing girls. I do. I, I have yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. And yeah. this, there's, there's definitely a difference. <laughs> oh yeah. And definitely. I love how it's just, it's accepted. Like, but yet the key is you have to be vocal because, and I, I do, I right. keep it real. I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Your words. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's so important. It is. Yeah. All right, Christina, I am dying to talk to you about fantasies because I've heard one of your fantasies before on one of your lives and I was like, holy shit, that's hot. So let's talk about fantasies. I say like, you give me three, I'll give you three. Okay. Okay. And then I want to wrap everything up with a, just the tip. That's one of my famous segments and we're going to give some hot sex tips, but Cravers, I know you're going to hate me right now. I'm going to move this over to part two. So you're going to have to come back in two weeks because I don't want to feel rushed with you, Christina. I want to take our time. I want to detail our fantasies. I want to share our just the tips. And so, Christina, Mm -hmm. where can my cravers find you again on TikTok, OnlyFans? Yeah, so on TikTok, I am OG underscore Christina, K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-A. And then on OnlyFans, I am TikTok girl underscore Christina, K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-A. And then of course you can email me for any of my information, which is tiktokgirl.christina at gmail.com. Okay. So let's go talk about fantasies. We will see you guys. See you uh, next Tuesday (laughs) for part two with Christina. 